Buddy, my name is Josh. My name's Danny. I'm not Madam. And this is that time we started started on anime podcast. podcast. Okay, that went a little bit better. All right, so let's see here. It is 2023, and it looks yep. like. Halloween is right around the corner. Or if you're listening to this on Halloween, happy Halloween. If you're listening to this in the future, you missed out. Okay, you didn't. You're listening Mm. to it later. We're sure you're busy. Um, So we were thinking about, you know, what we wanted to cover and I'm sure there's some like scary ones out there. I'm sure there's you know one that's got more ghosts and everything else. <clears throat> this one was my idea. I wanted to cover Cowboy Bebop the movie, which in Japan is known as Cowboy Bebop knocking on heaven's door. And the reason why I picked it is because it does take place on Mars during their Halloween. And it, excuse me, and basically this movie takes place between episodes 22 and 23 of the original series, which is pretty cool. And it's about uh, a mysterious terrorist trying to exterminate the human population on Mars and you know the Bebop crew has to figure out who's doing it. Um <clears throat> I I I do need to say as well, um now I don't know if again if you guys had the chance to watch the live action Cowboy Bebop, but the first episode is similar to the opening of the movie. Now, the opening of the movie, you see the guy, our our uh, big bad, uh, playing Chinese checkers, and you hear Spike kind of doing like a voiceover because he actually says it later on uh, towards the end of the movie um, about this guy. He's alone, and you you. You'll you, you'll understand why uh, when you see the movie, but there, Spike's walking up to this convenience store. Jet is kind of casing it, keeping an eye on it, and I guess they're after a, a bounty. <clears throat> and there, Spike goes up. He's got these headphones on. The guy at the door guarding is like. Hey, we're closed. <laughs> I, I love the fact that you know Spike kind of looks down. The guy looks down, and up goes the foot to the face. Spike gets in. You know, he's kind of nonchalantly walking in, making it seem like he doesn't realize that there's a robbery going on. Now, this scene again in the live action is similar, only I believe this one takes place in a space casino. Am I right? No, yeah, I believe you are right. I recently saw the uh, first couple episodes of the live action, and yeah, it was very similar, 
but it was uh, taking place in the uh, space casino. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of changed around a little bit with like uh, the gangster and stuff. Like, yeah, this one here definitely seemed like a run of the mill one, where the other one they made seem like a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. And I liked how the fact that they used some of that um, because, again, the, the way it was set up, you had, like, there's supposed to be f- three people, but the fourth guy was in the bathroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I love the line Dang where he's like, crack. you take too long taking a shit or something like that. It's hilarious. But the shit during a heist. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was... It was awesome. Oh, really? I I have an article up. I'm just kind of glancing at it. And it was something I actually wrote down in my notes. Yes, I actually took notes. Um, But it reminded me. So, this is on Wikipedia. (laughs) This gets better and better. The movie was released in theaters in Japan on September 1st, 2001. And then later, August 11th, 2002. And it's funny because hmm. my birthday is on September 1st. So that that's pretty cool. I did not know that until I was doing my research. But yeah, the... Yeah, I don't know. It, it the movie itself is just it's just insanely cool. The the soundtrack is phenomenal. The opening is phenomenal. Uh, where you have the music going, and then Spike's just walking, and you just see like different people, you know, all. Walks of life. It is just amazing. Now, basically, the whole plot of this, again, you know, they're they're trying to figure out who this supposed terrorist is, and basically, a few days before Halloween, Faye is on her own looking for her own. Uh, Mark, and she witnesses a tanker truck that she was following pretty much explode. And there's like this pathogen uh, that, you know, people started dying or going crazy. And so the government's trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Uh, Jet finds out that it's like a nanomachine that's basically it's like a bio biological weapon that's been manufactured illegally manufactured by a pharmaceutical company to be honest there's a lot to talk about in this in general there's a lot of different points to bring up it was a very good movie and to be honest like I wasn't a huge fan of the series, as you know, but I, mm-hmm. the movie I did enjoy. And even like I said, when I was watching the live action, because I accidentally was watching the live action for this instead of the movie, I had to uh, reschedule this so I could get the movie in. <laughs> yeah. So that was my bad. But oh, no um, even the live action, I was enjoying. So I will have to give the uh, series another go after seeing uh, both of these, because it's definitely worth giving it another chance. Yeah, you'll you'll definitely enjoy it. Uh, Yeah, so, Adam, do you have anything you want to add on to this? Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, the movie's definitely pretty good, like, some, there were some moments that just had me cracking up laughing. I know this was like a lot of like having to deal with like 
bioterrorism and the government and like the and it's like the government experiment on experimenting on soldiers during the Titan Wars and at first I'm like, wait a minute, Titan Wars, isn't that the same war that uh Vicious and um um what's his name was part of uh like they were part of the Titan Wars as well. Oh yeah. Uh, I forget. I do remember I that. Because um, he's only in the two episodes of Jupiter Jazz, and like, and if you watch the live action, his character is more sprinkled out into the live action. But, um, but yeah, the the moments that actually really made me crack up was like was definitely like Ed and I. Yeah, and I'm definitely like agreed. Definitely put some like comedic relief onto this uh, during the uh, during the whole entire thing because gotta love Ed. Even mm-hmm. throughout the like throughout the main series and throughout this, Ed is definitely a treasure. Same with Pine. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So we. Yeah, there is a lot to talk about. And like I said, I, I felt like I was very prepared, and I'm not. So I felt like <clears throat> my brain just kind of jumping from one scene to another. And I don't even have the phone. The only thing I got is just the article that's in front of me. But again, it's basically Vincent is the terrorist we find out. Um, and cause it's funny cause Spike at first was like, no, I don't really want to you know, investigate this or whatever. And, you know, Faye has a woman's intuition about this and, you know, you got, which we forgot to mention when we, uh, talked about Cowboy Bebop, the series, uh, the original series, was the uh the two bounty hunter the the channel. You know, they're saying, oh, you yeah. know, three hundred million Wulong or something like that, three million Wulong. And um so yeah. So they like I said they go out and they investigate you know, on their own. I know uh Ed was helping them identify the Vincent and the fact that, you know, he was a soldier that uh, should have been killed or was believed to be have killed on Titan, but he actually survived the test of a passenger where he's uh, uh, immunized, but mm-hmm. he's also having hallucinations and amnesia uh, that's been driving yeah, him crazy. He, yeah, forgets who he was. I mean, I think the... The character of um, oh, what's her name? Uh, was uh, essentially was part of the same like oh, Electra. Like she was, Electra was holding no. out uh, like trying to remind him who he was, and they were saying like the, at least like Vincent was like, I think towards the end of the film there was a quote that he did was like, "Have you ever felt like you were in a dream that you couldn't wake up?" Like I was living that the whole entire time. It's like the fact that mm-hmm. one, uh, like when Electra shot him and finally eased him out of his pain, he's like, now I can finally actually like now I can like actually go mm-hmm. to sleep or something like that. No, and then I also also at the very end, I liked the fact that, like you could see what uh, what Vincent was seeing with the yellow butterflies, but then mm-hmm. uh, like. Towards the end, even even Spike was starting to see the yellow butterflies. Yeah. Now, um, the reason why this is kind of like again, we it's like a, hol- a Halloween uh, movie. It just takes place like a few days leading up to Halloween, and what Vincent does is he's got these little marbles uh, that contain the 
nanobots or the nanomachines. And he uses the jack-o'-lanterns, uh, the big jack-o'-lanterns to essentially basically uh, spread the nano the nanomachines. And despite well, <clears throat> Electra was supposed to have like she realized that well, hold up. So Alexa realizes that she is has the uh, immunity has like is immune to the nanobots as well, and has her blood tested. And like immediately, like the scientists of this pharmaceutical company immediately starts to uh, make a vaccine. And so uh, Electra and Spike, after like I think after. After like fighting him in the monorail, after fighting Vincent in the monorail, mm-hmm. uh, goes to Jed like, okay, or goes to Jed like, okay, we need planes, a lot of them. So Jet goes to this one guy that's on Mars, and he's like, okay, we need about twenty planes. It doesn't matter what type, just get them. And then also instructed Bay to go to uh, the weather national weather place to have them create rain which is interesting that like in like they're able to create rain mm-hmm. like have the technology to do that and then also it's like i thought what was funny with this one is like yeah cowboy bebop does take place in the future we know this mm-hmm. but also they have they have uh, access to regular cars and basically like monorail and cars and like like and uh crop duster type of planes one would think they would like they wouldn't be using the old technology but they are mm-hmm. still old technology is still prevalent in in uh and i like the fact that the city in in mars that they're at like has the eiffel tower and the twin towers at the same time mm-hmm. oh um we can't forget about Rashid. Rashid yeah. was an interesting character, to say the least. Because yeah. um, when Spike went out to try to gather up, gather up information, uh, he, you know, going through the market, he's looking and he goes to grab a cigarette, and this dude with with the um, grenade looking uh, lighter. Damn near burns off uh, Spike's face because the flame was so big. But he's like, you know, I think I know what you're looking for. You're looking for a type of bean. And, you know, he, Spike ends up following him through the market, gets to this one, like, uh, vase shop. And Rashi's like, here, I think you, I think you might like this. And turns out that inside that was what Spike was actually looking for. Um, and Ed, Ed and I, oh God, Ed, Ed's so funny. She dives into the vase and finds it. Like she slithers in and then finds it, which is crazy. So, yeah. Um, so I had to actually slithers into the, that vase and gets a little tiny marble that's left in there. And they eventually like, they analyze it. Like, Oh, they had, had something about like, like they had something that had to do with like your, the bone marrow and stuff like that. And, uh, like, and I think the way that the, the, the virus or the nanobots work is like they break down or something like that and yeah it that, broke down that's how the, uh, yeah they break down and that's how the body like and that's how it essentially like kills people and those who are immune to it are like 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 vincent and like eventually electra are immune to it i think eventually i think like they might yeah they yeah they um, eventually because Ed basically disappeared. Well, Ed and I basically disappeared on everybody. 
Um, and actually went to go look for the guy that, uh, Faye was originally supposed to be, uh, going after. And I guess he was, a uh, like a big time hacker, uh, kind of like, uh, Ed, but, uh, she finds him in like a big old arcade. And, you know, tries to bring him in, but he ends up escaping by hacking everything. And uh, he only left uh, his hat behind. So that's what Ed and Ayn were using to track him down. And they <laughs> Ed's got a jack-o'-lantern uh, mask or helmet. And, like, he's pretending like he's trick-or-treating. Uh, first door, the guy comes out with the shotgun. He's like, get, you know, get off my property, that kind of thing. The second one that he knocked on was a, uh, like a dude dressed in a gown. And <clears throat> he, I cannot exactly remember what was said, but I remember something along the lines of he thought that Ed was a boy. But then she's like, no, I'm a girl, and takes off the helmet, and he's like, like, freaks out or something like that, and then tells her to to shove off, basically. But Ed does finally find the, was it Edward Wong, I believe, he was after, I don't remember, or was it Lee Sampson? Contacts Faye. Faye says, stay there. Do not go anywhere. You know, what does that do? See some kids going down the street, trick-or-treating or doing whatever with costumes on, and away she goes. Mm-hmm. So Faye ends up, <clears throat> who's like, kind of pissed off that Ed left, but she... Understand it, yeah. yeah. Uh, Understand that, like, Faye, yeah, is angry at Ed, but then realize, oh, wait, this is Ed we're talking about. Ed does does what? Still a kid, yeah, still a kid. Uh, So Mm -hmm. she, she, the only way she finds where he's at is Vincent decided to, um, shall we say give it of evidence, basically, or, not, well, for the lack of a better word, paper trail, um, basically offs his uh, hacker accomplice with the, uh, with the nano, with the nanobytes, or the nanomachines. Faye notices that a window breaks, so she goes up to the apartment to investigate and then she succumbs to the nano machines. Vincent ends up uh, giving her some of his blood, and that's how she was able to survive that. As far as like the monorail scene, well, you also forgetting that he straight up like once the once the hacker that they was originally going for served purpose, he basically took the gun and blew up one of the uh one of those pellets and released the yeah. nanobots and he died instantly while Faye didn't really die it like didn't die, she just sort of looked like Well she she, she passed well no Faye was affected by it but then Vincent kissed her because he had the blood from when he right. protected himself, and so he licked the licked her licked his blood and uh, kissed her, and that blood was what saved her. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but as far as the monorail goes, when Spike and Vincent were fighting uh, Vincent actually got a hold of uh, 
Spike's ribs and like yes. twisted, broke his ribs yep. basically, and ends up, you know, shoving him out the off the monorail. Yeah, and he's uh also get Spike also gets shot again. Yeah, he did again. Yeah. And like the uh, the, <clears throat> I don't know how many times that that Spike has like these near death experiences like throughout like even through like throughout the series and even through the this movie he's like he's like should have died a long time ago. so many yeah. times that he's like if you think about died. it yeah like, it was actually the uh it was the medicine man and I, i'm assuming yeah. like either his like, son or yeah his colleague or whatever that like found him and was taking care of him and like helped him out then mm-hmm. so yeah I'm not going to lie, whenever uh, I see anything with Spike, kind of reminds me of a... You guys know the superhero Domino from Marvel, Marvel right? I believe so. Uh, so. She was used in Deadpool 2. Oh, her, yeah. Her ability was yeah. just luck. Just luck. Mm-hmm. Just pure luck. How yeah. can you make luck look cool? Right, right. But that, that's exactly what uh, Spike reminds me of, like especially with the way a lot of his um, plans that I've seen tend to go. Mm-hmm. Um, always yeah. seems to be a uh, hint or two of luck, good way or bad. Right. Yep. Very true. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, this movie, I, I enjoy watching this movie. I love the series. I enjoyed watching the live-action series. Yeah, no, I really liked the movie. Um, one thing that I really enjoyed, especially because I've seen the few different takes on it now, honestly, mm-hmm. was just the uh, hostage scene with the old lady and the gangster. Oh, yeah. Because I've seen it taken three different ways. And I've seen it in the original series. I've seen it live action. And now I've seen it in the movie. I love how each one, Bike just doesn't. Give a flying <laughs> like yep. it's like yeah no really. she she's lived a wonderful life she's old she's rich she's this she's that and it was just interesting to see the different takes because in one like you said she's in the space casino the right. uh, this one here is in the space casino she didn't really react too terribly much but in this one it's like she looks suspect and she's like oh my god why would you say something like that. It is. Uh, yeah, uh, I liked that. Another part that I quite enjoy is like, oh, the the ISSC goes to the water treatment plant. Like, we're taking over this operation, whatever, because they're, they're thinking like, oh, he's going to use the water supply to, uh, to, to uh, distribute the, um, the nanobots, like, which was a misdirect. He's like, like it was actually just the big giant, all the, uh, all the parade balloon lanterns that contained all of them, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's like as soon as like as soon as the I S S A takes over, then it's like oh someone else approaches. It's the military. So the military <laughs> takes over what the, the I S S A takes over. Like that's such a government thing to do for like right. one, like one to take over like one uh, association or whatever take over. Then like the higher one comes along and takes their uh, mm-hmm. their uh, operation over. Like that's such a government. Like I love the fact like like how government runs now is exactly how government runs like in. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop universe. Speaking of which, can I bring up the fact, I can't remember if this was in the, uh, I don't think it was in the original, I don't remember, but you notice the uh, the, the ramen uh, noodle cups, how it's got that yes. string on the bottom? Yep, I noticed that too. I would love if we had that, but yes. fun fact, Campbell Campbell had the the little soup cups, and it wasn't a string or anything, but it was like a um, 
it was like a button on the bottom that you would press. And it, uh-huh. uh, just like the MREs, where you would have that little pack that heats up and you put your food. Yeah. yeah. Campbell had something like that. And I remember I used to take that to school with me every once in a while uh, for my lunch or something. I'll have like a soup and a sandwich or something. I don't know whatever happened to, to that. It um, probably got discontinued, more than likely. It, more than likely, yeah. But you, but you would think something like that would have kept on going, especially like with the uh, with the noodles. That would have been awesome for the noodles. So yeah, I I thought that that was pretty cool that that was sort of represented, or at least something that I remember. Um. Of something similar to that, so. But man, I tell you, the music, the soundtrack, I mean, it's got. In every time I watch this movie, I'm, basically just head bobbing, not head bang, but head bobbing to the music. Oh, the music for uh, this anime in general is phenomenal. I do. That is one thing I will give it. It has great soundtrack. So I guess what uh, Wannabe was aiming towards was a live action type look, uh, despite the medium, because he wanted to try like different visual effects, uh, camera uh, tricks, while still keeping the flavor of Cowboy Bebop. So I don't know what you guys think. Did it did it feel like it was a live action, even though it was animation? I definitely can see where uh, some inspiration was brought, especially with the way that they uh, re redid some of the settings. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like when they did the live action, they were able to do like a lot more of the spacey stuff than was initially probably considered. But when you think about the idea of them wanting to do a live action in an anime thing, mm-hmm. turn in something as simple as like that gangster with the hostage scene from something spacey and like. Uh, big old casino, flashy to more or less the run of a mill convenience store. Mm-hmm. No one was dressed up too crazy or anything like that. So I was like, you can kind of get the idea. I was like, okay, if this was meant to be done in a live action way, this could have been like a super well done storyboard for the idea yeah. of that or a concept for it. I definitely could see that idea. Yeah. <laughs> now, fun fact though, too. Since the since it was subtitled "Knocking on Heaven's Door," you want to know why it was changed for the Western release? Copyright? No. You're right. Well, no. close the enough. Knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Door. Yeah, Bob Dylan. Yeah, the nineties, nineteen seventy-three, uh, Bob Dylan song. Yeah. So they, <clears throat> yeah. So they went. Did you settle with the movie? Wasn't there, an, wasn't there another um, band that uh, covered "Knocking on Heaven's Door"? Wasn't it like Guns and Roses or something like that? I'm not mistaken. So. It could be. I know. Um, I know Bob Dylan did it. But I think that, like, I think like Guns and Roses, like that, covered uh, "Knocking on Heaven's Door," like in the '80s. I think so. That uh, yeah, that that would make sense. Guns and Roses. Yeah, Guns and Roses. I was, right. I was gonna say something about that didn't quite make. It was screaming at me like my my inner mother was coming out being like, "You so you need to correct this. You need to correct this." And I'm like, "I need to double check." Yeah, I thought so. It's Guns and Roses that did a uh, knocking on heaven. Mm-hmm. Did a uh, did a uh, cover of knocking on heaven's door. You know it's weird too, even though the the it released September first, you know, two thousand and one in Japan. The film was actually well, yeah. After the film's international release, this date was subject to debate 
in the Western fan base due to its proximity to some the September 11 attacks. So <clears throat> it basically wasn't shown until the 2002 Comic-Con. And then the, hmm. and that's when they announced the original English cast would blah, blah, blah. English cast would replace the role. So that does make sense that they yeah. delayed it a, a year to uh like just the whole plot point of like the terrorism attack. That does make sense why they would delay it to like at least a year after the events of nine eleven. I mean for crying like you can clearly see, like, in the movie that they have the two towers in it. Yeah, well, yeah, but remember, this like, took place on Mars, so. This is very true. And they also have the Eiffel Tower in the movie as well, and it takes place in Mars, but, so yeah, because I know that other movies like that was, like, fun little fact, like, the first Spider-Man was delayed uh, because originally they did have uh, the two towers. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. In the in the uh, in the skyline, and they had to whole completely redo that to, and took out uh the two towers. Well, not to mention too another big one that's uh, all over the internet. If you look it up, is uh, Lilo and Stitch. It wasn't delayed, but its original theatrical release <laughs> was uh, edited because it came out. I think it was a month or two before. For the attack and oh, the wow. scene where Stitch is um, flying the uh, spaceship through the mountains uh-huh. and everything used to be instead of spaceships they were flying they were flying a uh, 747 Boeing and it oh, was wow. through a city oh yeah okay oh X-Files and you can find that the X Files. Um, if you remember, if you have you guys watched the X Files, I've seen. <clears throat> I've seen Only some of them. Okay. I've seen some episodes of the X Files, but not all of them. Did you Did you guys see episodes where they had the lost gunman or the lone gunman or the, yeah? Mm, I don't remember off the top of my head. I've seen it, but okay, keep well, going. Anyway, they spun off their own series. And in one of the episodes, I guess, if I remember, they had to wait and release it later, or I think it was before, I'm trying to remember in my head, but there was an episode where they had a plane that got taken over by remote control, and the guys were trying to break that connection. And just at the last minute, the plane literally went sideways, went through, or went through the uh, the two towers. I think it was the twin towers. I can't remember or if it was similar buildings or whatever. But it was just the fact that a plane was fixing to hit a building. And I, I think this episode was before nine eleven. If I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, or it was filmed before, and but they had to wait and release it later because of everything. But yeah, that, that's crazy. And I know the Simpsons predicted nine eleven, how they predict everything. But yeah, it's uh, that's wild though. But it's understandable as well. I mean, to wait about a year to you know release this movie, I think was a good idea. To be honest. No, yeah, I would agree too. It's just safer with everything that was happening from mm. so many different levels. He and, and speaking of uh Jet Black, uh someone was kind enough to get me Bo Bing Billing Billingsley. I don't know why I cannot pronounce his last name. Adam uh, happened to go to a convention a little while ago and got me his autograph. Yes. Because the, uh, 
the voice actor to Jet Black, and even another voice actor from uh, Cowboy Bebop was actually at Sabaton Con. Like, I don't know who the other voice actor played in from Cowboy Bebop, but <clears throat> the voice actor, the English voice actor to Jet Black was actually there, and I got his autograph for for Josh. Like he's a pretty nice guy, actually. Like mm. talked to him just briefly, but he's a pretty nice guy, I think. Yes, yeah, so we got Steve Blum, Wendy Lee, Bo. Melissa Fawn, Jennifer Hale, Darren Norris, Dave Wittenberg, and Nicholas Guest. Who are the uh, English dub actors? And to my Japanese listeners, I am sorry, but the only one that I can probably pronounce is um, Miggy. <laughs> Mickey Curtis and the AI and then Kobayashi. But I've heard that I've heard the Japanese um version with the subs as well. Um believe it or not. And that the voice acting there was actually pretty good as from what I can tell, so but yeah. And then, and then to find out that Rashid was the one that was a part of the experiments, because Spike was trying to look for him, but didn't realize who he was talking to until the very end. When again he's trying to light a cigarette, and you know he shows up with that big lighter, so. Yeah. But yeah, this this whole thing took place during Halloween. So and I think in the reason in and if I remember correctly, Vincent said that it was because it's the day where uh something about the, not the void but how the two um the living and the dead, you know, kinda collide. Or combined, or something like that, and that was one of his reasonings behind picking Halloween to uh, disperse those nanobots. And what saved the day um, again with those planes and the uh, the fact that they got it to rain, the planes dropping the uh, um. Cure the vaccine. The vaccine. Yeah. So, but yeah, okay. it's such so a good. Movie. I have. All right. So I have a new question to propose to you two now. Okay. okay. So we're all familiar with Spike's family. Yes. Yes. And we're all we're all familiar with Ruby. Yes. And we're all familiar. With Cowboy Bebop at this point. Yeah. So, which pooch do you think is the best? Bond, Zwei, or Ein? With which one? Ein. Especially when he can play, um, oh, what's that game that Jet and Spike were playing on the ship? That, uh, the strategy game that they're playing. Okay, that's fair. And then I kind of help Jet. For me, it's definitely uh, Bond out of those three. I think okay. Bond is just adorable, especially like when he starts overthinking things in season two. Okay, I do have to agree on that. But but okay, my that's fair. But I but my. My pig still stands, though. All right. That's fair. So. What about you, Adam? You can't ask the question and not give us your answer. <laughs> right. Oh, I totally can ask ask the question, not give my answer. I'm the one who asked the question. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to ask you the same question. Who would you pick? Why? Okay. 
Wesley's why? Because he takes out a Grim after being launched from the one of the professors, Ublek, uh thermos hammer jet engine theme of Bobber. <laughs> Come on. Taking out a Grim is so much cooler than what Ein or Bond can do. And he also takes out like a set uh, one of those like sentinel things or one of the body suit sentinel things, whatever they're called. Yeah, I you know I was really hoping that because they really did leave the original series open for more. And the reason why this movie came out was because fans wanted more. And the thing is though. Again, like I said, this this canon takes place between episode twenty two and twenty three. I don't know. You know, I really wish there was some more, but like, I really wish they would continue with the live action because there's still more that they could do. But and the fact, like I've said before, or we'll see in the future. Because I can't remember what dropped and what didn't, but I mentioned this. Keona Reeves could have played Spike. And that would have been awesome. I could see it. I could totally see it. Well, with that note... Hold on. I have something else I have to say, being that now like this episode is releasing around Halloween, and it's now October. Uh, so, a few months back, I do believe it happened that uh, Crunchyroll manga app took a whole bunch of the the I want to say it's Kodan Sha, Sha uh, USA publishing manga off their, uh, off their app. Which I was, which kind of ticked me off because one of my favorite anime manga is done by that publishing. You also have uh, other ones like, uh, was it uh, Slime is part of that publishing company? Attack on Titan is part of that publishing company. Fire Force uh, and a whole bunch of other ones uh, was, and even uh, Ajin, which at the time of this recording, our episode that we do cover Ajin on hasn't released yet. And I, anyway, so, and when I saw it on like Crunchyroll manga app, it's like, I'll wa- eventually read it and didn't get a chance to. And I kind of kicked myself, but uh, I am happy to, or very pleased to announce that. And both Josh and I have used the streaming service before because it's absolutely free as long as you have a library card uh hoopla is now home to a lot of the different uh of those different mangas which include as i said attack on titan attack on titan for the fall attack on titan jr um fire force whatever was published by a lot of the ones that were published by that company, you can now by that publishing company, you can now find on the, uh, the library streaming app Hoopla, which is kind of cool. And if you haven't heard, some of us listeners probably have heard of Hoopla. And for those who haven't, if you have a library card, I would check in to see if like Hoopla is available through your pub library and because during the pandemic the hoopla app came in clutch like like one because it you can you can take out uh e-comics ebooks audiobooks music television movies like you get like 12 uh checkouts per month and it's like the great thing is all digital so like say you happen to like forget that you checked it out well it's digital, it'll automatically go sent right back to the library without you having to actually remember to take it back so you won't have any uh, any late fees of, or anything like that. So if you want to be able to read 
if you want a, a way to find a free way to to read those ones that are like not like like some sketchy sites and get get the full thing, I would check it out on Hoopla, man. And unfortunately, we're not sponsored by them, but you know I've used it a few times, especially of a audio book that Adam had me listen to, which was really really good. Uh, <clears throat> but I gotta re-listen to that audio book again. I know, so do I. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, Danny, is there anything very, else very you want to add? No, I think we pretty much covered everything that uh, I wanted to bring up. Again, happy Halloween. If you guys have any suggestions, give us an email. I'll have the rest of our links down below for Facebook and everything else from Indiana. Later. From Florida. Happy Halloween. From Arizona, happy Al- uh, happy Halloween, <laughs> and be safe while you're uh, trick or treating, partying, or whatever you do to celebrate this most spooky holiday. Later. This podcast was founded by Joshua Keck and Adam Hart. Produced by Joshua Keck, Adam Hart, and Danny Steinbrecher. Edited by Joshua Keck. Music by Ari Epstein. Artwork by Kayla McClure. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash that time we started an anime podcast. On Discord at that time we started an anime podcast. And on Patreon at patreon.com slash that time we started an anime podcast.